I was always like very curious and always asking why, you know, how little children have that stage of their lives. Well, for me, that never yeah. ended. So I feel that, that that's kind of my battery. It gives me more energy to keep going into the difficult things that my science career brings me, you know. Welcome to this episode of Women in Histology. One of the most passionate subjects with NSH members is inspiring the next generation to consider a job in histology. Education and advocacy are at the core of everything we do and what keeps NSH member Heide Laura motivated. In this episode, Heide discusses her volunteerism and outreach work. She also shares how advocacy can start in your own home, just like it did for her. And if you want to find ways to get more involved with STEM and histology outreach in your community, contact us here at NSH, histo at nsh.org. Well, hello, this is David Kroll. I'm the VIR chair here at NSH, and I'm doing this interview with a colleague of mine. It's a real privilege, actually, to uh, introduce you to her today. Her name is Heide Laura. And she happens to be an investigator in my group called Cellular Biomarkers here at GlaxoSmithKline. And so we're just going to have a conversation a little bit about uh, what she does here at GSK and, and how she got involved in histotechnology. It's not often something that many people are aware of, and we just wanted to hear her story and, and have, give her an opportunity to share her story with us today. So uh, welcome, Hi Day. Hi Day. So tell us a little bit about your role here at GSK and some of your, your previous experience before you joined GSK. Well, thank you for the introduction, Dave. I do remember how we met. We, we were having lunch because they were having a special lunch for the people coming from North Carolina, you know, like socialized oh, that's right. from the move to that. Pennsylvania. Kind of like an acclamation. Yeah, and then you started telling me about your work yeah. uh, on histology and you were very passionate about GI diseases. And then I told you the work I was doing, actually getting stem cells from in, uh, human intestines. That's right. I and remember that, that conversation that we yeah, had. Yeah, that's, that. that's the first time we talked. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that conversation very well. And what struck me is that you I'm were- I'm flattered you remember it in so much detail too. Yeah, <laughs> so. because you were very passionate about yeah. it. And, and I was very passionate about it too. And then we just kept talking about it like for a half an hour. Okay. And then later I learned that you had um, this histology position open. And I haven't done histology since I was in college. So I remember when I was in college, you know, everything was manual and you had to focus the microscope and all these things. And I thought microscopy and histopathology were like beautiful things to do. I just didn't have the patience <laughs> to do like all that manual work. But then when I met you, you explained me like how many things are automated now. Yeah. And I was really fascinated also learning about the scanners, you know, that you can scan an image and you don't need to focus your microscope anymore. Especially I was fascinated with the image analysis, you know, instead of counting the cells manually, you can just use uh, computer vision algorithms to do all the, the boring work, basically, in histopathology <laughs> and just focus on like how beautiful those images are and what, uh, what do they represent like for the science and yeah. for medicines. That was very cool. And be, actually before coming to, to the histopathology group, what I was doing was cell and molecular biology. It was okay. nothing related. I was working mostly like with 
inside pets and you know mixing small amounts of things to modify cells and yeah. cell culture of cancer cells of cancer organoids very very different work and I was really you know I really wanted to take on the challenge it's been so much fun I, I have a bachelor's degree in biology that's how I got to learn some histopathology I, I was always appreciating your your attention to detail, like in the meticulous nature of the cell culturing work and, and the molecular biology techniques that you had. But I'm curious, Haide, how did you really discover your passion for biology or uh, medical research? Was that always there? Or was there like a time in your life when you thought, ah, maybe I'll give this a shot? I don't remember what was the exact moment. I think you know, for what I know or the way I feel is that I always wanted to be a scientist. And my mom tells me actually that since I was in kindergarten, I said that I would be a scientist. I also wanted to be like many other things, right? Like a ballet, ballerina, and singer, and I just made it to scientist. <laughs> so, but she, I just don't remember the, the moment when I decided that it was interesting for me. I was always like very curious and always asking why you know how little children have that stage of their lives that they are always like why 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 well for me that never yeah. ended i think every parent has grown up with that a little <laughs> child hanging off your rear leg saying why 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 yeah. that's right well apparently that stage never ended for me <laughs> until okay. now so yeah it was very little that i knew that i wanted to be a scientist i changed a little bit maybe when i was in elementary school okay. i saw that i wanted to be a teacher because my my godfather was like a very important role model for me and he's a teacher. So I guess I I want to be a teacher like him. And I think uh, a little bit later I changed back again to, to being scientist. But I still, you know, I still do a lot of teaching work. Doing I do volunteering with STEM education. Yeah. So I'm still very interested in sharing my passion for science with others and getting, you know, the children really thinking that they want to be scientists as well when they grow up. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about more of your involvement in volunteering work because mm-hmm. you do all this fascinating stuff here for GSK and in the lab. And tell me a little bit about how you incorporate some of your interest in teaching with your community service that you're doing, your volunteerism. Yeah, so here at GSK, we have a group that is called the Science in Schools group. It's yeah. actually STEM education and outreach. So we engage with uh, middle school and high school students and teachers. And we actually offer like lab tour uh, and shadowing opportunities. Okay. I bring them into the histopathology lab. I You've have seen, seen them. Yeah. Yep. They You've come seen. in, there are safety glasses and a little yeah. lab coats. Yep. I usually try, you know, I ask people, I'm like, oh, what are you doing? And then they explain and how that incorporates in the drug development process. Because you don't just talk about histology, right? You don't, you go to different groups within GSK and, and present the science that's going on. That, right? That's correct. So we take them to chemistry labs, to sequencing labs, and sometimes even like business people. So it's interesting for them to learn that once you study to be a scientist, you don't have to stay like doing experiments your entire life. You know, there are so, so many pathways that you can take. So we try to give them that perspective. Okay. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. We also go to uh, science carnivals, 
career fairs, and we try to bring like a good representation of scientists from different uh, careers to, to talk to, to the teenagers. And, and I have seen you in there uh, talking to these students in the lab, and I can really see the enthusiasm that you share and when you talk about your work, and, and sometimes they ask good questions too. You can yeah. tell that they're really listening and engage with the, the discussion. So you're kind of a leader for part of that effort now, aren't you, like in, in the STEM? Yeah, part. I'm the regional leader for regional the Upper Providence site. So I organize the, the events with a group of volunteers in our Upper Providence site. Excellent. So I want to transition a little bit more to keeping on the volunteerism that you do. I want you to talk a little bit about the NSH. So hi, Dan, I know that you've presented uh, workshops with an interactive component. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a little bit about what you've done, done in the digital pathology space with that interactive workshop? Yeah, so we prepare with Liz. We prepare uh, like, Liz Chapella? Yeah, with yep. Liz Chapella. We prepare a workshop to prepare histopathologies on how to use the image analysis software or okay. like the scanner software, basically, like small workflows of image processing. Yeah. So I believe we focus on on two different scanners or softwares, but of course there are many more, but it was one of them is like open software. And that's why we want to teach that. And the other one is one of the most common, you know, marketed scanners, but I don't want to say the name, but probably everybody knows. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a great experience. Lisa is a very experienced uh, speaker. And I, I felt that I had to learn a lot from her, from that um, conference. She's also like, you know, the way she organizes the presentations for everybody to have a, like a good learning experience. I always liked it very much. So, so it was a very, very good experience. So she was almost like a, a coach or uh, yeah. a, a mentor to you in that way as well. Yeah, definitely. So if, you, if any of you would like to develop your skills in presenting, probably co-presenting with Liz or with someone else. Yeah, that's a good could, point. Yeah, that, that could help. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, doing a co-presentation helps a lot because yeah. you're not responsible for the entire content. Yeah. And then you could also switch off depending on where your area, area of expertise is. So you can talk more about you know, where you're more comfortable. Yeah. So talking a little bit more about role models, mentors, people that inspired you, you know, who has really been there for you throughout your career uh, to, to point your point now? Where well, you're at? My mom, of course. My mom is <laughs> okay. you know, always there for me. Yeah. Uh, she's a nurse. And I, she actually took me to the hospital with her when I was a teenager. I did some sort of shadowing in the hospital where she worked. That way I could, you know, interact <laughs> with some of the medical students and some nurses and some lab chemists so I could you know I could understand what what kind of work that involved I really really thought that I wanted to be a medical doctor because I wanted to cure people yeah and then I realized that I don't like to be near sick people because (laughs) I'm a bit of a germaphobe and so that's that was actually a very good experience because I, I sorry I can I want to cure people so I want to do medicines but I can do that behind a microscope right 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 or like, like behind the window yeah. like I, I think shadowing is really important that you know kids 
probably like since middle school, they should have those opportunities. So they have time to acquire the skills that are necessary for, for their career. Yeah, so that, that experience that you had actually going into work with your mom yeah. was, was very, very helpful in, in deciding what career path you were going to take in the future. Definitely. And we try to do that too within the NSH. You know, we have that, that career day uh, within the symposium. Yeah. But I, I definitely see maybe value in doing uh, job shadowing within the histology profession as well, mm-hmm. uh, especially with uh, people that have already had an established career and maybe bringing in somebody for a day or, or two and, yeah. and shadow them to see if that would be a, uh, a job that they would be interested in pursuing as a career. Uh, because we still have trouble. Uh, getting recognition, getting people to realize that histotechnology is is a career path. Many times we we kind of stumble upon it within uh, a current role, like in research. You know, mm-hmm. we happen to do biomarker discovery that also in, involves histotechnology. Yeah, like myself, I wasn't like formally trained in histotechnology, right? And I had to acquire it through experience. But there are so many like histology professionals that can train others mm-hmm. but I, I think shadowing is actually an excellent idea so we talked quite a bit about having career ambassadors role models and shadowing uh where do you go from here Heide? i mean you you've done really well for yourself and and you've really uh, established your career here at gsk and in biomarkers uh you've you've begun doing important work at the NSH uh, through the workshops and through uh, various programs that you've done uh, within the digital pathology space. So what are your current goals or aspirations or future interests that you want to pursue? Yeah, so I feel that at this point, I, I develop myself in the field of digital pathology, and um, you know, in things related to tissue biomarkers, really. And currently we work in clinical trials, right? But these yeah. are like early early clinical development. And in the past I work in preclinical research, some discovery, biomarker discovery, or just like basic research. So I feel that for me to have like the whole picture of the drug development process, I would like to learn more um, how medicines are taken into late clinical development, okay. which is phase three, phase four, yep. and then some medicines or some, yeah, some medicines actually need companion diagnostics mm-hmm. assays for personalized medicine. So that's actually like, it has to do like with more regulations and um, a different, different set of skills that you can learn. So I feel that that will give me like um, the whole picture of the drug development processes and the biomarkers that go with with this tissue biomarker uh, field, actually. So that that's where I feel that I would like to go. Okay. And of course, like keep training, keep training junior scientists mm-hmm. as as much as I can, but still do you know like the science carnivals is is very it's not like a very structure because you are not mentoring people. But it's just fun to see like little kids getting excited about like basic scientific concepts that's that right. you can yeah. explain them. So I feel that that that's kind of my battery. Yeah. It it re- it gives me more energy 
to keep going into the difficult things that my science career uh, brings to me, you know? Mm -hmm. So doing these science carnivals and seeing little kids motivated and excited about science is, yeah, is, is my battery. So what do you see as some of the, the current barriers uh, in our profession or, or some of the things that there needs to be more improvement or there are like ongoing challenges that you face? I think education could be better, yeah. you know, like public education could include more science. Okay. And does the, the, because many, if you ask many children, like the idea that they have of a scientist is just like not realistic, you know? Yeah. It's what they see on a movie. They think that, that all of us know how to do like very complicated calculus yeah. or like we know like all the physics in the world. And it's not like really being a scientist is being a, an expert mm -hmm. in a very small field or a very small technology. Yeah. So for them to, to just understand the basics when they are in, in elementary school, for example, that would be great. So improve mm -hmm. education and improve opportunities like the opportunities the NSH and other associations provide of you know, shadowing career fairs. And so they can be exposed to real scientists like you and me, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's, that's a barrier that is not difficult to overcome, but it needs some more volunteers. And, and for us as scientists, I think what I see more, the most difficult part is like collaboration. Yeah. And if we collaborate more, we can move the science faster. But also there is one barrier for collaboration, you know, other than having like uh, confidential information for the companies. But also when we are scientists and we are so specialized in something, our language is also so, so specific to that field yeah. that we kind of lose the ability to communicate with each uh -huh. other. That's an excellent point because it almost becomes a separate language, right? Exactly. You talk the language of your particular expertise. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we, I think we, the scientists, we should keep thinking on that. Like when we are talking, you know, stop talking with acronyms and yeah. just like very specific terms, but you, you leave that for your specific conference. But when we talk in a, collaborative environment, we should kind of be more open and thinking how we want to share that science mm -hmm. with other scientists that are not specialized in our field. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Thank, thank you for adding value there and sharing that story. You know, that, that perspective is, is really important to have because we want to do what we can to break down uh, barriers. And we know even within large companies, companies like like GSK we have to be intentional yeah. about making sure that we keep those lines of communication open mm -hmm. so we can explain to our collaborators our ways of working and how we go about the, the, the experimental process and validations that, that we do here. All right well very good. Uh, thank you so much Haide for, for going through uh, your passion with us today and sharing your story with the rest of the NSH membership. 
uh, kind of as we close our discussion, is there anything that you want to say or any points that you want to make before uh, we end the discussion? Um, I, I am really, I'm really glad that I made that switch in my career from cell and molecular biology to histopathology and digital pathology. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, my pleasure. My Five pleasure. years of fun. That's right. That's right. And hopefully many more. Thanks for listening to this episode. And don't forget to check us out on your favorite podcasting site. Use the word histotalks. Awesome podcast.